lot of you out there are familiar with Dave Ramsey's money management lessons. Some of the more um, memorable or vivid ones that come to my mind are, you know, like the credit card snowball effect, baby steps to saving, starting with the $1,000 emergency fund and the all cash principle. So you eliminate your credit cards. One of the things that ended up becoming popular because of Dave Ramsey is the cash envelope system because, you know, you got rid of your credit cards and debit cards. So what else are you going to use to pay for your food? Maybe you've used one yourself or know of someone who has. However, if you have no idea what this would even look like, just picture in your mind a little handheld accordion folder with, you know, little tabs on the top. Basically, it's the old-fashioned coupon books that have quickly gone out of style. But trust me, they are still floating around out there. I've seen some even from small personal businesses on Facebook that sell handmade cash envelopes using custom fabrics and paper. You know, they're really neat looking. I used my old tried and true one while at college and years later just switched out the coupons and relabeled my tabs to create a cash envelope system. So how does the envelope system help? Well, the cash system is supposed to help train you to stay within a budget. For instance, you only have $50 in your grocery envelope. Well, $50 is all you have to spend. You won't be able to overspend because there's no more money in there. So using the cash envelope system is like the baby steps to teaching you self-discipline. It basically boils down to, you can't spend what you don't have. So step one to using an envelope system would be to sit down and write out your total income for each month. From that, then you would write down in a separate column, you know, list out your monthly expenditures. Here's an example. Um, to make things simple, let's just imagine you're a single income household. In our state, I think I saw the average individual, you know, per capita income is around 28,800 a year. That comes out to a 40-hour work week at $15 an hour for an average monthly income of $2,400. Then to imagine some expenses, let's say, um, if you tithe, that's $240. You set aside a little savings, say $80. Rent, $700. Utilities, $200. Groceries and household, $400. Gas, $160. That's figuring you fill up your tank of gas once a week for $40. That times four. That's where you get the 160 Car insurance, $65. Health insurance, $400. Um, phone, a data plan, you know, for your internet data, uh, $80. And slush, $75. Now, I know there are many, many other types of categories you would need to create, such as, you know, um, 401k or car repairs, taxes, childcare. Ugh, the list could go on and on. But for the sake of my brain, <laughs> I'm not going to take out taxes and all that stuff. Uh, sorry, guys. You can do the figures on your own time. I'm just, I'm using this example to show you how to break down your income into categories so you can set a budget. The biggest questions you have to ask yourself is, how much money do you need to put into each of those categories to ensure you have enough to pay your monthly expenses? Think of your budget like a safety net. Uh, imagine with me, you're swimming in a large ocean filled with hungry sharks trying to take a chunk of meat off of you every chance they can get. You need strong barriers to keep the sharks out and you inside. This is where the budget comes in. By creating a zero-balanced budget where every, and I mean every penny, is allocated, you're creating barriers to keep the sharks out and you safe inside. You don't want to lose a limb to debt because you failed to create a barrier. Now, 
everyone's budgets and spending habits, they're going to look different. You know, what some would say is absolutely necessary is what others <laughs> look on as like, oh, well, you know, that's frivolous spending. <laughs> For a prime example, we have our slush budget, which is, oh, goodness, it is totally fluid. It moves. <laughs> You know, because it's virtually impossible for a living, breathing human being to live in the strictest setting without cracking after a period of time. This is the same reason restrictive diets crash and burn. You know, it's not sustainable. You can't cut out all sweet treats and, and anything like that without falling off the bandwagon. So by creating a slush fund, you give yourself the needed wiggle room to enjoy life. You know, use it for going out to a movie or eating at your favorite restaurant with friends. Giving yourself a slush budget to work within means that you're not going to feel deprived and you won't end up spending money out of your other budgeted categories. So then the next step is simply cash the amount needed for that budgeted period of time and place it inside each of the categories you labeled on your envelope or tabs. You pay your bills and shop using your envelopes instead of a credit card. This thing keeps you from overspending. So that's the greatest benefit to the cash envelope system in that, you know, it keeps you from going into debt by overspending. But guess what? There are some additional benefits to using this system. If you find that you have money left over at the end of the month, you can either leave it in the current category and just top it off, or as some like to call cap it to the starting amount, which then means you have extra money in the budget to be used somewhere else. Or you can add it to a new month's budgeted amount, which means you have extra money in that category to spend, which we like to call pooling or rollover. My husband likes to use the capping method. You know, for example, we could end up only using $140 of the budgeted $160 in gas, which means we have $20 left in the account. Tim will cap the account and only deposit $140 instead of the full $160. This means there's an extra $20 to be used somewhere else. This extra money can go to whatever special savings goals we've got going on. This is how we are actually able to fund future needs like car replacement or new furniture because, come on guys, your car isn't going to last forever. (laughs) And if you've got kids like mine... Oh my goodness, you are so rough on furniture. You know, you're going to have to replace it down the road. It's it's just a given. You get the idea of how those special categories, which are above the regular budgeted needs, can be funded using the capping method. Another advantage is the rollover or pooling method. For the extra money left over in my grocery fund, I actually like to add that to the next month's budgeted grocery amount. For example... If you have $30 left over for groceries at the end of the month and you have $400 coming for the new month, I would pool the two together to have $430. Now, this ties into a principle I taught on before about, you know, setting aside extra money to shop strategically for sales and bulk purchases. If you haven't listened to that episode, you know, look up the episode titled Saving a Living, Three Keys to Saving on Groceries, where I talk all about that so you can understand where I'm coming from. But there's another reason to pull your grocery category, and that's because um, I have to plan for those months out of the year that have five weeks instead of four. Think about it. If you only set aside $400 a month for groceries, budgeting $100 a week, what are you going to do when there are five weeks in the month? Well, if you pull your grocery fund and save up all your extra dollars in those months, you have extra, you know, you'll, you'll have what you need in the months you would otherwise not have enough. 
Now for me, I have to literally flag or keep those extra dollars separated from my standard monthly budget so I don't accidentally spend it until I need it. You know, unlike Tim, who can manage much larger amounts of money without being tempted to spend it, I need a little help not to break the family budget. I found putting a paperclip or even creating a separate tab inside my folder for this purpose, you know, just something to identify those amounts I reserve for those fifth weeks or for those special sale opportunities, it makes a huge difference. For you more ambitious budgeters out there who are able to save up front the entire special category for each year, uh, you know, beyond the typical monthly expenditures, you get the double savings benefits. Think bulk. The best example I would have would be the category of what we call family gifts that we have saved up for each year and that Tim will make available to me at the end of the year so I have it ready to go. Because I'm not limited to a certain monthly budgeted fund, I can shop sales throughout the year. This means I can take advantage of the Black Friday sales or Christmas in July sales, um, you know, all those, all those types of sales that go on to purchase the needed gifts for later on. You know, buying off-season clothing and housewares, it's a huge way to save money. It's, goodness, never buy in-season clothing. You always buy for the season to come, which means you're buying off-season and you get those off-season prices. It's like the Dave Ramsey credit card snowball payoff, but in the way that the savings begin to snowball and increase because I have time to shop strategically instead of last minute. So all the funds that were budgeted in that category then get rolled over again. And there are funds remaining because I was able to save big time shopping strategically. The key is the envelope system keeps me from spending what I don't have. Remember, as in everything, failing to plan is planning to fail. So sit down and write out your budget. In my next episode on using the envelope system, I'll share with you tips and tricks to digitizing it and even turning it your monthly budget into a passive income. But for those who are weak in the area of splurge buying, start with the cash envelopes until you can master the habit of staying within your budget with confidence before kicking it up a notch. Hey, I hope this episode was a help to you in some way. Yeah, like and subscribe to our YouTube or podcast channels to hear more about this topic and follow us on our journey. You can learn more about our homestead and what we do at www.thecanardhomestead.com. Until next time, God bless.